Uh, We start uh, with matters related to the Constitutional Court. Well, that court has ruled that the president uh, does not have to provide reasons for a record of his decisions to hire and fire ministers. Now, in a judgment today, the Constitutional Court found that Rule 53 that regulates the review of applications before the courts does not apply to the president. The matter had been brought to the High Court uh, by the Democratic Alliance after the dismissal of then Finance Minister Praveen Gordhan in March of 2017 uh, and he was of course dismissed by President Jacob Zuma. Now the Apex Court also declared the matter moot as there was a new president and also a new cabinet. Uh, Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng delivered the judgment. The first and the second judgment flows from the exercise of discretion to entertain a moot appeal. In determining whether it is in the interest of justice to hear a moot matter, the court must take account of a number of factors, including whether the judgment will have a practical effect in future litigation, the importance of the legal issue raised, the impact or effect of the judgment on future litigation, and the wrong statements of law in that judgment. In finding that it is in the interest of justice to hear this matter, the second judgment holds that a judgment of this court would have a practical effect on the president and any other party who wishes to review an an executive decision. It further holds that if the High Court judgment is left intact, the president would be placed in a difficult position in that once review papers are served on him, he is obliged to submit a record to the registrar. The High Court judgment is binding on the president and without having it set aside on appeal, He cannot ignore that judgment. The second judgment further finds that incorrect statements of law in the High Court judgment also favor the adjudication of this matter. The second judgment further holds that this matter is of great importance to the public not only because it involves a challenge to the appointment or dismissal from cabinet that governs the country, but also for the need to clarify procedural rights of a party who wishes to impugn these types of decisions. On the merits, the second judgment holds that the interpretation of Rule 53 requires us to look at the language of the rule, the context in which the rule appears, its purpose and the material known to the Chief Justice in 1965 when the rules were made. The second judgment finds that a reading of the text reveals that the rule applies to specified bodies like inferior courts, boards and tribunals, which perform judicial, quasi-judicial and administrative functions. The president is not one of the identified bodies, nor does he perform one of the classified functions when he appoints or dismisses ministers. The second judgment concludes that Rule 53 does not apply to the review of decisions to appoint or dismiss ministers from cabinet. The second judgment would grant leave to appeal and uphold the appeal. In the result, the following judgment is made. The following order is made, I beg your pardon. One, leave to appeal is granted. Two, the appeal is dismissed. Three, the President of the Republic of South Africa is ordered to pay costs of this application, including costs of two counsel. I hand down this judgment. 
And that was Chief Justice Mukweng Mukweng. And we join in studio now by our senior political reporter, Busi Chimome. Thanks for coming through, Busi. So in layman's terms, please unpack for us, what does all of this mean? Okay. Uh, well, at the heart of this judgment was really about... Um, whether or not the president has to account or give a rationale as to the decisions he makes in terms of um, appointing or firing members of uh, his cabinet. Uh, And as you can hear, there's basically the judgment has found that he does not have to do so. Now, the reason why they do that is because they've they were they, they 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 felt as if they have to cl- clarify Rule 53. Now, Rule 53 is basically a tool that's available to applicants that wish to review uh, certain decisions uh, before the courts. Now, you'll remember that the DA had gone to the courts to uh, to try and get uh, the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma, to explain why he had dismissed uh, Praveen Gordon and uh, his deputy, Mgabisi Jonas. Now, if you remember, uh, the sequence of things is uh, then... Um, they, the, 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 the case then went to the Supreme Court of Appeals. But while it was pending, uh, then the president, uh, Jacob Zuma, stepped down. And uh, basically, it, because events, there was a new president who appointed a new cabinet. Uh, this is what they mean when they say that um, everything then became moot. And the, the SCA situation did not actually proceed. But the president decided that it was important to actually clarify what this Rule 53 means in terms of what it will mean for future cases. Will he be required to provide rational and, and support? Because one of the arguments the presidency was making is that this was a breach of the separation of powers. A court cannot uh, tell the executive what to do, especially if it has been uh, provided for uh, in the Constitution. I think it was also um, that the argument was made that it's a usurpation because the Constitution makes the president, this, uh, gives the president the sole prerogative uh, to, fire, to fire and hire. So if, you, if the High Court, um, which was trying to extend the scope of Rule 53, uh, then says then the president uh, must do that, then we, we're basically looking at a whole amendment of Rule 53. So it really was at essence about um, the, the, the powers of uh, the president in regards to what he can do with his cabinet. So in essence, even though, as uh, uh, Chief Justice Mukweng Mukweng points out, the matter became moot um, once the changes came about, what was the rationale for actually hearing it then and, and, and making these determinations? Yes, it was It was felt it was important, especially in the second judgment, it was felt that it was important to actually clarify what Rule 53 means, uh, talking about what practical effect it will have on future cases because, uh, as, the, uh, as, as was explained, if you leave the judgment as it was in the high court, it means you don't know whether or not uh, the president will have to provide this rationale and this record of his decisions. So it was about giving guidance, even though it was moot, giving guidance in terms of what happens in the future. And and, and it was a very important legal issue, so it was important for that to be clarified. But what was also interesting, Sakina, is uh, they, they spoke about the fact that it was an interlocutory matter, as in it's a case within a case. The bigger case really was about the DA asking for um, the decision by the former president to be overturned. Rule 53 was a small part of that bigger uh, case. And basically, he, the, the, the Chief Justice said that um, 
it would have not been it would have been important to look at the the the, the political because he says at the end of the day, this is a highly political case and it would demand a ventilation of all the facts attendant to it, not just what what uh, Rule 53 means. So uh, one of the reasons why um, the first judgment didn't really want to actually go into the case was because they felt that it was, it was a case within a case that would need a bigger airing. But what we heard today was just what Rule 53 means going forward and what practical effect it actually gives to um, the president's uh, powers. Well, Busi Chimombe, thanks so much for unpacking that for us. And that was our senior political reporter, Busi Chimombe. So for reaction on this matter, we join on the line now by the Democratic Alliance Federal Executive Chairperson, James Self. Mr. Self, good afternoon and thanks for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. Thank you very much for having me. So your initial reaction to today's judgment? Well, it's uh, certainly a very interesting thing. We're going to have to study it in great depth because it has very important ramifications. Uh, But in short, um, what the court found was that the matter is moot, uh, that the uh, the judgment of Judge Valley in the Gauteng North High Court uh, still stands. That does create a, a precedent. Um, and that should this uh, matter ever arise again uh, of the rationality or otherwise of the cabinet appointment, uh, then we would have to argue the case uh, through the courts again. I thought this was exactly um, uh, the opposite in trying to address this particular matter in uh, so far as establishing, you know, a, the, the, a precedence for going forward that uh, it clearly outlines what Section 53 is about and what the president should and should not do or should not be expected to do. Well, we all know that the president is bound by the that any constitutional act by the president has to be guided by the principle of rationality. And uh, the big point in law is going to be, can uh, that sort of decision, that sort of executive decision, also be subject to the rules of rationality, uh, in which case a Rule 52 record would have to be produced? So, 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 what are you saying then in terms of the judgment that was delivered? Because I thought um, that the Chief Justice was quite clear in this regard in terms of um, why the President uh, did not necessarily have to provide those particular reasons. Yes, well, uh, the next time it ever happens, we will have to look at the matter on the facts of the case. And, 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 I mean, and on the facts the, of the case, the meaning... Case, well, I mean, in the case of uh, the case that we took in 2017, when uh, the Mr. Pat Gordon was uh, dismissed from the cabinet, it was such a manifestly irrational decision, bearing in mind the fact that it had, uh, happened before and the value of the currency had tanked and so on and so forth. Um, we argued at the time that that was a supremely irrational decision and would be irrational in anybody's language. And it was in that context that we took the case on review.
And, and, and the Chief Justice does make the point that, of course, uh, this is highly political. And I suppose yes. you bringing this matter before the courts was politically motivated as well. And um, in terms of that, you know, the question then arises, was this about Jacob Zuma as president and exercising his power and Praveen Gordhan as the finance minister at the time? And those two being integral parts of this particular narrative, or was this about a general decision of a president making a particular decision to redeploy people from cabinet? We would have argued that it is a general principle, that the general principle should be applied to all executive decisions, uh, because we live in a constitutional state, and the constitutional state means that executive decisions have to be rational. So you're saying that uh, this is this for now, but uh, if the need arises going forward, you would raise this particular question again. Absolutely correct. All right. That's the Democratic Alliance. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, James uh, Self is uh, the federal executive chairperson of the Democratic Alliance. Busi Chimombe is still uh, with me here, our senior political reporter. And uh, interesting how Mr. Self views uh, this particular judgment as opposed to the explanation that was given. I was a little bit confused, I must be honest, uh, Sakina, because uh, one of the reasons why uh, the Constitutional Court, uh, although the matter was moot, chose to actually delve into it and actually reflect on it was to actually give this particular type of clarity. It appears that the DA doesn't particularly accept the rationale of uh, the Apex Court, but obviously because it is the Constitutional Court, they cannot go uh, any further, but uh, they don't seem to agree with the, the with with the the judgment so you know as he says perhaps they'll have better luck uh, next time but i i i i'll be a little bit surprised because this is really about a law it really not it, it isn't mm. about uh, the circumstances surrounding that particular law unless you're talking about particularly reversing a a decision but in terms of the record and all of those uh, rules, the uniform rules of uh, Rule 53, uh, it, I, I do think it is uh, quite uh, clear. James Self raising the question, um, the argument once again of rationality. And, and, and I thought this was addressed in speaking to the prerogative of the president, the powers conferred upon him as per the Constitution to actually take these decisions. Well, I mean, the hope is that uh, the president will pass, uh, the president will make rational decisions. And I mean, you can understand what it is that they're talking about. I mean, two years before uh, that uh, particular judgment, you remember how the, the rand tanked after uh, Desmond Royan replaced Nkankanene, uh, I think it was, yeah. uh, as a finance minister. So, you know, to avoid, uh, you know, some of the impact of all of that, you would, it, it, would be, it would be important to actually find out in particular circumstances why certain decisions are taken. But unfortunately, in terms of uh, the rules as they apply, the president is above those particular type of rules. And the rationality test would be an interesting one all the same. Yes, and a transparency, because, I mean, I can imagine an NGO like the Right to Know would probably veer on the side of the Democratic uh, Democratic Alliance in terms of this particular judgment.
Indeed. Well, very interesting. Thanks so much, uh, Busi Chimombe, our senior political uh, reporter here, unpacking, helping us unpack and understand the Constitutional Court's uh, judgment with regard to the president and, of course, uh, the powers of uh, the president as it pertains to um, him appointing and uh, perhaps hiring and firing cabinet ministers.